The Dallas Stars fell to the Edmonton Oilers on Wednesday night by a score of 6-3. to three. And on today's episode, we'll be recapping this game, talk about what went wrong for this Stars team, and hear some post-game quotes from Pete DeBoer, Mason Marchment, Tyler Sagan, and Wyatt Johnston. And we'll also talk a little bit about Dennis Gurionov and the situation pertaining to him and his absence for from the Dallas Stars for the foreseeable future. All of this coming up on a Thursday episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey. Today is Thursday, December 22nd, and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked on Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We're free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. Thank you guys for continuing to support the show. And if you haven't followed or subscribed and you're doing it now, just think of it as a nice little Christmas gift uh, from you to me. Truly do appreciate it. And let's jump into today's episode talking about last night's game the Dallas Stars returning home after their long trip through the Metro Division hosting Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers and this was a really entertaining game up until around the midway point in the third period where things started to tilt heavily in favor of the visiting Oilers and this was just a game where the Stars kind of collapsed at the end to to put it to call it you know to let's just call it what it is, uh, and that it was a collapse, and the Stars made several mistakes down the stretch uh, that the Oilers took advantage of, and I know the biggest one uh, that many people pointed out and many will remember from this game was the very rare uh, Miro Haskinen turnover, something that you don't necessar- necessarily see very often trying to make a pass up ice, intercepted by the Oilers, and just some really good puck movement. Jake Ottinger doesn't really stand a chance to make that save. And again, you you don't really see that very often from Miro Haskinen. Uh, really, you see the opposite from him more often than not. But uh, unfortunately, in the world of hockey, in the world of sports, no one is perfect. And so you're bound to see mistakes like that, even from the best players on your team. And it's just unfortunate for Miro and for the Stars that it happened at such a pivotal moment in the game to give the Oilers the lead. And they never looked back from that moment. But it wasn't just on the defensive end. There were a few offensive blunders as well. White Johnston missed a shot early on before eventually netting his first and only goal of the game. Jamie Benn had a point-blank opportunity around the crease on the power play that bounces off the post. I mean, just plays like that uh, and a few errant passes, a few turnovers here and there, and uh, the Stars just not able to capitalize on some opportunities that were given to them, uh, and it ultimately results in a loss, a loss that was much closer than the final score would have you believe. 6-3 to three makes it seem like it was in favor of the Oilers all game, when that is really not the case. The Oilers made their fair 
of mistakes as well, made their share of mistakes, I should say. And the Stars also did make some really good plays. That Jason Robertson to Rope Hintz goal was a thing of beauty, an absolute fantastic pass from Jason Robertson. And then once Rope Hintz gets a hold of it like that, he's not going to miss very often. All in all, an entertaining game and one that I don't think the Stars or we as fans should be incredibly disheartened by, but a game that if you are the Dallas Stars or the coaching staff or the players, you need to learn from your mistakes in this game and find a way to shake off the bad stuff, but also learn from it at the same time and make those proper adjustments in order to be ready for the next game. And don't let a loss like this linger for too long. Games like this happen, but you got to move on. You got to learn from the mistakes, but also not think about it too much. Otherwise, you're going to drag yourself down. And this team throughout the majority of this season, has done an excellent job at just that. Now let's take a moment, go inside the Dallas Stars locker room and hear from head coach Pete DeBoer, as well as forwards Mason Marchment and Tyler Sagan, and their thoughts on last night's game. You know, it was a strange game. I mean, it was, you know, we were a little bit sloppy. I think uh, we anticipated we would be a little bit. I was hoping we'd work our way out of it, um, but... You know, you can't hand a team like that some goals, and I thought we gave them some goals. Missed face-off assignment, a power play goal, you know, a turnover. So, you know, if you're going to do, if you're if you're going to make those mistakes against a team like that, you're going to have to score five or six to win. Is it especially surprising when Mayor has one like that? Well, yeah, it's it's surprising, but you, you got to remember too. We asked this guy to handle the puck, you know, all the time, every game. You know it's on a stick, and so he's he's gonna make mistakes. Uh, you know, for me, um, you know, I'm not as worried about that one. That's gonna happen when you ask a guy to do as much as we ask him to do in a night as as some of the other uh, mistakes we made. I mean, you know, I thought it was an even game in the third. You know, we we made some mistakes. We had a chance at a, a short power play there with about ten minutes left. We, uh, you know. Didn't didn't manage to get set up, and then uh, you know obviously they score the goal. So I mean I you know I don't think McDavid was was the story tonight. You know until maybe the end. Uh, yeah, just a couple bad bounces. Um, you know it happens. Um, you know a lot of those little plays. You know uh, you know normally we can get back and you know stop those. So and like we've been doing all season. So you know sometimes they they uh, they just go in. and There's nothing you can really do about it. But. Um, you know, I thought as a whole, uh, our group had a, a good game. You know, everyone was competing and um, finishing our checks. And, um, you know, sometimes those bounces happen. Yeah. Um, you got to kind of start the ball rolling there in the first, just losing the guy there. And, um, you know, we're not a team that gives up six. Um, we found offense this year, but I can't lose what makes us so good, which is how we defend and how we defended over the years. Um, you know, so tonight's definitely a learning one. There's five guys out in the ice that you know make mistakes, and um, yeah, I mean, we had a couple looks there early in the third. Had a chance the game was there, and obviously, uh, the best player in the world has a puck in the stick there. You know, we give up anything, they'll make you pay for it. So um, learn from it. Obviously, a tough situation after that long road trip, and try to find a way tonight. Um, but we understand every team does that. Every team has those those games where they. You know, got excuses if they want them, and we don't want them. So we got one more to respond. When it comes down to it, this was really just a game where both teams were up and down. Neither team really played a perfect game. Both squads made their fair share of mistakes, and it really just came down to who was going to make less mistakes 
or who was going to capitalize when they had a golden opportunity. And the Stars, unfortunately, found themselves on the losing end of that battle and ultimately found themselves on the losing end of the game. Just too many mistakes, uh, a pretty sloppy game all around. And I know Coach DeBoer touched on it a little bit, something that you were hoping the Stars could kind of work their way out of throughout the game. And while they did at moments, Ultimately, uh, just what the the product on the ice on Wednesday night, not enough. Uh, again, not a super disheartening performance. This is a good Edmonton Oilers team. Certainly flawed, certainly uh, with a lot of issues of their own. But we talked about it on yesterday's preview that the Oilers can certainly win games that are track meet type games, high scoring affairs. And that's what this game was. They executed on a lot of their offensive opportunities and the Stars just weren't able to execute on some of their own. And also some of the offensive chances the Oilers got were gift wrapped from the Dallas Stars. Just a few mistakes here and there. Ultimately, not enough from the Stars to get the win, but you shake this one off, you learn the lessons, and you get ready for Friday. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will shift our attention to some of the happier thoughts from this game. A lot of good things did happen. We're seeing some nice chemistry develop between some of the reshuffled lines, including the Dallas Stars' third line that features Jamie Benn, Wyatt Johnston, and newcomer, Mason Marchment. We'll talk about Mush and Wyatt Johnston right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and NHL. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which if you're listening to this one, you probably do, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Remember to subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment down below. Let me know your thoughts on this game, what you liked, what you didn't like. And if you're listening on audio only, you can support the show by giving us a five-star rating or review. Remember, we are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. Now let's continue to talk about and break down last night's game. Of course, never fun to talk about a Dallas Stars loss, but there were some good things to take out of this contest. And one of those is the emergence of Mason Marchment playing on a new line. It feels weird to say the emergence of Mason Marchment because he's been a very good player for this Stars team all season. But yet again, the, the team finds themselves reshuffling some of the forward lines, except for that top line of Robertson, hence Pavelski. That unit has been untouched for the, for the entirety of this season, while the other three lines have been shuffled around and adjusted throughout the season. And now we've seen on the third line, the removal of Ty Delandria. He's been promoted to the second line with Tyler Sagan and Yoel Kiviranta. And we've seen Mason Marchment go back down to the third line to play alongside Wyatt Johnston and Jamie Benn. And both Johnston and Marchment had really solid games on Wednesday night. Jamie Benn did as well. And of course he did have that golden opportunity to score a goal on the power play unable to execute, but we saw uh, Mason Marchment get two assists in this game. We saw Wyatt Johnson get an absolute beauty 
of a goal on a kind of breakaway opportunity. He just sneaks past some of the Oilers' defenders. He has some really good speed, and when he gets a ton of space like that, he does not miss his shots often. A beautiful snipe uh, and something that I'm sure we will see a lot of over the next handful of seasons with White Johnston wearing victory green. Just an absolute beautiful shot uh, and some really good setups by Mason Marchment throughout the night. So let's take a moment now and hear from Mason Marchment and some of his thoughts on Wyatt Johnston and playing on that line. And then we'll hear from Wyatt Johnston himself and get a little bit of insight from him on what he saw on the ice on Wednesday. He definitely sees the ice really well. Um, you know, he knows where to be. He knows, uh, you know, uh, positioning-wise as a, as a young guy. Um, you know, he's done really well that way. And he's strong on his stick and battles for pucks. And, you know, I uh, can't say enough good things about him. He's going to be a hell of a player, so. I don't know, Mush made a pretty nice pass and um, kind of had my spot all the way, so I was just kind of waiting until, I don't know, I just kind of felt like it was the right time to shoot and then lucky enough to win it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think he brings a lot to the line. Obviously, he's a, you know, a big presence on the ice and, um, you know, him and, and Jamie can both kind of create space for not only themselves but also me. Um, so I think he's done a, a really good job coming in and I think we've had some good chemistry in the, um, I guess, two, maybe three games that we've played together so far. And, we just got to keep working at it and, and keep getting better every game. Yeah, I think, you know, they're obviously a, a pretty talented team offensively. So um, we obviously know going into the game, we got to be tight and got to try and limit our mistakes. And, you know, I got just, at the end of the day, it was kind of our mistakes that ended up costing us. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough with an you know, offensive team like that. I think you just got to be really tight and you know, just play a full 60 without, you know, making any too, too many big mistakes. We saw Wyatt score the big goal on Monday night in Columbus. He scores a big goal early in the second period in this game on Wednesday. I mean, he just continues to get better and better. I mean, this has been one of the better rookie seasons across the NHL this season. I mean, this is a guy that, of course, like every other player, isn't perfect and isn't always the center of attention on this team. But, I mean, a guy who's not even 20 years old yet, a rookie in this league, you would expect there to be some sort of decline uh, or backslide with a guy like Wyatt Johnson, but he is continuing to play at an incredibly high level uh, and showing a ton of maturity for his age and, and just looking adversity in the face and not backing down, not blinking. I mean, we, we continue to see just the elite scoring ability that he has. We knew that he had that when the Stars drafted him back in 2021, and we saw it all last season when he was playing in the OHL with the Windsor Spitfires, and his game has translated quite beautifully to the NHL level, and the Dallas Stars are a better team for it. And I don't even think that this is even close to what his peak can be in the NHL. This is something that is going to continue to grow. We are going to continue to see this flushed out more as time goes on. The elite scoring ability that Wyatt Johnston possesses it is unlike anything a lot of other guys on this team have. I mean, we have some good scores on the Stars roster, but there's a really good shot that Wyatt Johnson becomes one of the best and consistent scorers for this team for years to come. And if you're a Stars fan, you've got to be very excited about that. Uh, and just, uh, he's an absolute treat to watch on the ice. Wyatt Johnson just playing incredibly well, despite being the youngest player on the team and one of the youngest players across the NHL. Uh, really special stuff from number 53 and also really special stuff from number 27, who continues to be a nice addition to this Stars squad. He, he has come in this season and joined this team and he has delivered on the expectations placed upon him. He continues to be great. The question asked by myself, other members of the Stars media, and just NHL media in general, was 
was last year uh, kind of a flash in the pan, not necessarily a fluke, but was it, you know, a one-time anomaly season for Mason Marchment in Florida? It was kind of considered his breakout campaign. Was it something that could, could translate to a different team, different system, different teammates? And the answer so far has been a resounding yes. I mean, we know that he can score goals nine on the season, but he's also finding ways to play that playmaker role as well in setting up his teammates for success and I think the big one last night was on the power play just kind of sending the puck towards the net and then of course Tyler Sagan making a great play to get the tip in to tie the game going into the second intermission which was a huge play for the Stars at the time and really kind of evened things out going into that intermission before the start of the third period. So really pleased with what we've seen from Mason Marchment so far. Uh, I don't think there were really any concerns with him coming in. Obviously, we, we know that the front office and Jim Neal and the scouting department kind of know talent when they see it. Uh, and I think that there was knowledge that what was happening in Florida was no coincidence, no surprise that the hard work was finally starting to bear fruit for Mason Marchment. And he has come into Dallas and he has continued to be an incredible player, a guy that even though he's playing in the bottom six right now, certainly uh, is worthy of a top six spot just kind of the nature of the beast right now of the lines being reshuffled. We're seeing Marchment in a little bit of a different position, but we know that Johnston and Ben are good together, and it really seems like at this point you can plug just about any player into that line, and they're going to play really well. We've seen Ty DeLandria have success there, and now we're seeing a little bit more of a veteran player like Mason Marchment get inserted and have some success as well. So I'm excited to see more from this trio and curious to see what they're able to do going forward because Mason Marchment's playmaking ability and Jamie Benn's scoring and playmaking mixed with Wyatt Johnson's elite shooting and ability to hit big shots. That just seems like a really great recipe for success for this Stars team going forward. So tough loss on Wednesday night, but really like what we're seeing from this third line, Jamie Benn, Wyatt Johnston, and Mason Marchment. We're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we will talk a little bit about Denis Gurionov. He is no longer with the team at this time, still a member of the team, still on the roster and things of that nature. But taking a little bit of time off, we'll dive into it and talk about what that could mean for the Stars roster right after this. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think that law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high and get a DUI. Paid for by the NHTSA. Yeah, it's an opportunity. I mean, you know, you know you're going to hit injuries. You're going to hit situations like Dennis's and guys have to come in and grab a job. And, you know, you don't, they're not long looks. So you got to make the most of it. Stars head coach Pete DeBoer right there talking a little bit about Dennis Gurionov asked after the game by Mike Heike what we could expect as far as the roster uh, and what it might look like with the absence of Dennis Gurionov. And as I'm sure many of you are now aware, uh, around 24 hours now, we've known this news that he has briefly and, and 
temporarily stepped away from the team. Really, all we know at this point is that it has something to do with family business, family matters. Very unexpected, uh, but all we can hope for Denis Gurionov is that he and his family are okay and that they are getting what they need, taking care of what they need. Not a lot of insight, not my business, not really any of our business. You just got to hope and pray that things are okay with him uh, and that he and his family are doing okay because ultimately that is what is most important in this situation for him, uh, not just as a hockey player, but just as a person, as a human being, truly hoping the best and praying for the best for Denis Gurionov and his family, but it does leave a seeming vacancy on the Stars roster. And of course, Riley Tufty had been called up for the Stars' most recent road trip and was still on the roster, so he's able to slot into the lineup like he did on Monday when Gurionov was a healthy scratch. And so we saw Riley Tufty for the second time this season on Wednesday night. Not really too much of an impact made from him in this game, but it really will be intriguing to see who will fill this role. I mean, will we see... Riley Tufty continue uh, to stay at the NHL level and see if he gets more minutes. Certainly seems like an option. Uh, and again, we talked about it a little bit after Monday's game. I mean, he seems to be a guy that can fit in pretty well on that checking line. He's big. He can move with a little bit of speed. And of course, we know that there is some scoring ability there. Just it might not be able to flush itself out as well on a line with Luke Lundinning and Roddick Foxa. They can occasionally make plays, but not necessarily the skills that they are known for. But there are a few other good candidates on the Texas Stars roster in the AHL that I think would be interesting candidates to see play here in the NHL. I mean, who knows how long the Stars will be without Denis Gurionov. And there's a few good names to consider, including Marion Studenich, who joined the team last season off waivers was kind of a nice pickup, didn't do a ton scoring-wise, but has some nice wheels, can move with some speed, and is really starting to make some noise in the AHL with the Texas Stars. He's been on a little bit of a tear as of late and is now third on the team in points, 21 points in 28 games so far this season. Marion Studenich is a young guy with seemingly a ton of upside, so I'd be curious to see if he gets a call-up at all to join the roster. You, of course, have guys like Matei Blumel who have joined the team at stretches of this current season. Jacob Peterson, who played on the team for pretty much the entirety of last season, has yet to make his NHL appearance this season, or his NHL debut, rather. You have guys like Riley Damiani, Frederick Karlstrom, a, a solid handful of guys. I mean, and we've talked about this before, that the Stars have some great pieces down at the AHL level in Cedar Park, that if they're in a pinch, I mean, we've talked about it really pertaining to injuries, but this matters too. Guys that are taking time away from the team for emergencies and unexpected situations. The Stars have done pretty well for themselves and have a nice batch of players that they can choose from to call up and plug into the NHL roster, and they can play solid, consistent minutes for this team. So I'm curious to see who continues to get playing time for the Stars as time goes on, again, we don't really know how long Denis Gurionov is going to be out. And so this can be a very important stretch. And you heard what Coach DeBoer had to say. I mean, these opportunities don't come around too often, and they are often very brief. And so these guys got to make the most of it. But I'm curious to see if anyone different outside of Tufty gets a shot to play on the NHL team during this stretch. And if they do come up, do they make the most of their opportunities? And do they potentially earn themselves a, a permanent spot on the roster for the remainder of the season? Should be interesting to see, and especially some of these guys who haven't gotten NHL minutes yet this season, Student Each, Peterson, Damiani, if they get an opportunity, I'm excited and intrigued to see what they can do with the opportunity that they have been given because we've seen all three of those guys as well as a few others play at an incredibly high level in brief stints and short stretches 
in the NHL. So be sure to keep it locked in here. I'm sure we'll be talking about it on the pod as time goes on. And also, of course, be checking social media as well. Uh, I know I'll be tweeting about it, many others as well, to get your latest updates with breaking news like this. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. And follow us on social media at Lockdown Stars on Instagram and Twitter. And my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we will be getting ready for the Stars' final game before the Christmas break. They're taking on the Montreal Canadiens at home for the second and final time this season. We'll get you ready for that game on Friday's episode. Should be coming out early on Friday morning. But I hope you guys have a great Thursday, and we will see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>